All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Better late than never. Welcome. It's favorite. Fucking Anton Lander. I like, really like the Magnum Shower. Bag milk. This is Ceases. 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 Tyler, your rem check is so fucking sexy. First of all, what went through my mind is how stupid am I? Fucking Anton Lander. It's my favorite. Better late than never. I tried hey, uh, so Welcome, everybody. Better late sexy. than ever, episode 62. I tried a new layout in my podcast studio at my house at the Castle Milks at the Studio 93, and I, I'm not going to lie, I don't think I did a good job. I think that everything is just a little bit out of reach from where I needed it to be. So if something sounds weird or if I cut out just because I'm looking over here because my microphone's in a different spot, my screens are in a different spot, my board is in a different spot, I don't know why I tried this. I'm just going to be honest. I have no idea. And I think my microphone is too low. Like I'm trying to, I'm, I'm having a hard time here. There we go. Crank that up, baby. Yeah. Now I sound good. All right. Let's go. We live and we learn. That's what Better Late Than Never is about, you know? Sometimes you get things going smoothly and other thing, other times you look like a fucking idiot. I'm worried about the latter today. I'm worried about the latter, but we'll see how it goes if this doesn't go very well, or at least better than it's going right now. Uh, I'm probably going to move my office back to the way it was. Now, first, we've got to start off with a uh, shout out to our friends at the audio department. Of course, the audio department works to create a safe space for creativity and collaboration for artists and musicians to realize their potential and share their message through sound and story. You can book a little studio time if you wish, theaudiodepartment.ca. 
Frank, if you're going to roll around down there, buddy, get on the microphone. I've got a, I've got the Frank mic set up on the ground. He is just out of out of reach of the audio. I'm looking at his level. Just the tiniest annoying scratches. That's all we're picking up. But I do promise you that there is a microphone on Frank. Today, I just want to say Happy New Year. Welcome. 2023. We did it. We made it. But that's where I'm starting. I want to start with New Year's resolutions. I don't... Am I the only one that doesn't really get it? Am I the only one that doesn't really understand that just because a calendar flips over that today's the day you're supposed to become a better person? Why couldn't you have done that six months ago? Why not in February? Why not in March? Why not your birthday? Why not just a random Sunday in July? Seems as arbitrary to me. Just because there's a calendar flipping over, it's a new year. I don't know. So I decided to look through some of the top 10 most common New Year's resolutions as put together by Vibe magazine. I'm always a vibe, so that's where I'm going. The first one is exercise more. Well, I don't know about you, but the last time I want to exercise at all is in the middle of January when it's 9,000 degrees below zero. I mean, it's fairly nice outside. As soon as I wrap this up, me and Frank are going to go for a cruise, get a little walk, put his boots on. We're going to have a good time out there because it's not that bad, but ultimately exercise more. I feel for everybody like my boy Rick, when I look at his Instagram account in January and there's just a bunch of people at the gym and he's not used to it because he's a daily gym guy and that's just part of his routine. He doesn't need a New Year's resolution to sign up for a 12-month gym membership that you're only going to pay for like five, six uses. How many of you have done that? I know I have. I have for 100%. I used to have a gym membership once upon a time at World Health Club. How many times did I go? Barely ever. Did I pay for a full year? You fucking know I did. You know? It's not my it's not my smartest moment. It's not my brightest moment, but happens to a lot of us. So next up on the list, according to Vibe magazine, is eat healthier. I don't think we need to January 1st to roll around and us to decide that we should eat healthier, you know? Stop packing so much garbage in your gullet. If anything, January 1st makes me want to eat better, not because I feel the need to have a New Year's resolution, but mostly because I've been a bag of a fat bag of shit for the last 10 days. Drank about eight, nine bottles of red wine over that time. Tons of bread, cheese, candy, snacks, you name it. I was eating it, chocolate, whatever. Get down the hole. So do I feel the need to eat better? Yeah, but it has nothing to do with New Year's. It has the need for me to be a stop being a pile of shit. I think I can get there. Until next Christmas, when the whole ordeal rolls back around again. Number three on the list from Vibe Magazine, Get Organized. Yeah. Yeah. I've had that New Year's resolution before, actually, if I'm being honest. I've had that before where I was just decided, I was like, you know what? This is the year where I'm going to organize everything, and I'm going to hang up my laundry, and I'm going to put it all up right away. No problem. It lasts for a few days. I guess my point here is that I don't understand setting yourself up to fail. If these are things that you've wanted to do for quite some time, I don't think setting yourself up on January 1st and being like, now I'm going to do it. 2023 is my year because you never know what rolls around. What was your New Year's resolution in 2020? What came a few short months later probably ruined that, didn't they? Uh, here's another common one from Vibe Magazine. Learn a new skill or hobby. This, this I buy, but I don't need New Year's again. I like learning new shit. I like learning new things. Rubik's Cube, little piano. Got myself a random instrument that I find on Instagram when I've had a couple of cocktails, you know? Something like that. This next one is just funny. Live life to the fullest. So basically what you're saying is your life sucks and you want to turn that around. <laughs> you need January to make that happen. I don't get it. I don't get it. Next one, according to Vibe, save more money, spend less money. 
Well, that's just probably, you know, set yourself up a budget, open up a spreadsheet, maybe even a template in your MacBook numbers or your Google Excel, or your, your Google Sheets, Microsoft Excel. You can build a budget. I believe in you. Quit smoking. Yep, you should quit smoking. You don't want to die. But you know what? Sometimes I'm being honest. A cheeky little cigarette's really delicious. Like when I go to Vegas on the nation vacation brought to you by AMA travel next Thursday, when I land on Thursday night, I don't think it'd be uncommon for old pal bag milk to have a trip dart. I say they don't count. We all know that's fake, but I'm just lying to myself, but it's January. Maybe I'll, you know what? My new year's resolution. Maybe I'll start smoking. Nobody does that. Spend more time with family and friends. What if you hate all of them? I think it's a good one though. That one's free. That one is just, you know, probably up the dopamines in your life a little bit. Travel more. Well, sure. I think we all want to travel more. Do you have the funds to do it? Do you have a passport even? I don't know. It's up to you. And lastly, according to Vibe Magazine, improve performance on the job. Most of us enter the workplace feeling super motivated after the holidays. Just try and keep it that way. I disagree. I really disagree. My first day back at Nation HQ was yesterday after the holiday and dragging myself there was a hassle. Not that it's a hassle to get there, not that it's far from my place, but ultimately, I didn't want to go to work. I can't be the only one. Am I the only one that's being honest? There's no way. There's no way I'm the only one that's being honest right now and being like, I didn't really want to go. I understand why I need to be there. I understand that I've got a job to do. But ultimately, eh, I was having a good time sleeping in. I was having a good time staying up late, not knowing what day it was. Maybe there's no other's game that was keeping me on schedule. But other than that, what do I care? What do I care? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. So I'd like to hear from you. Hit me up. JSBM Bag Milk on Twitter. Hi, my name is Bag Milk on Instagram. Let me know what your New Year's resolution is. Do you have one? Do you believe in them? Are you like me and think the whole thing is just a charade? Is it charade? I think it's charade. Either way, I don't have a New Year's resolution this year. You know what my New Year's resolution is? Try to be sweet. Try to be sweet. Now, that could have multi that could be a multi-purpose attack. That could be a multi-purpose goal right there. Be sweet meaning I'll just be kind and lovely. Buy the Mrs. Flowers from time to time. That's being a sweet boy. Or just be fucking sweet. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm pretty sweet sometimes. I could be more sweet. And uh, maybe I should put on some kind of cocoa butter, make me taste sweeter. I don't know if that's a thing or not, but it could be. It very well could be. Again, I just want to know, do you abide by a New Year's resolution? What has been a successful one for you? Have you ever had one where you said it on January 1st, I'm going to do X, Y, or Z, and you just nailed it? I'd love to hear from you because I have never, ever come close. The most I could say I did was I changed a routine and I was going to the gym. I was probably about 22, 23. I made it through February, maybe into March. Maybe April. I'm trying to think back. Other than that, though, they don't work for me. They just don't. Uh, other thing I want to mention before we get to the news is I'm losing my blue check mark on Twitter right away. So today is January 4th as I'm recording this. A little while ago, a couple of weeks ago, somebody's like, hey, bag milk, I thought your blue check mark was going to go away when you stopped paying. I was like, oh, you're right. That means I didn't stop paying. So I looked in my fucking Twitter and it's like, do you want to continue getting this blue check mark? Let me be, let me be honest. Getting a blue check mark for 10 bucks or whatever it is on Twitter, it gives you absolutely nothing. The features that they wanted to push, the features that they said would probably be around if you got Twitter blue, which is how you get that check mark, none of them are there. 
sure, I can edit my tweets, but I fuck things up anyway, and I'd rather just leave them like that. I think it's weird. So if you're continuing to pay for Twitter Blue, you know, whatever, I respect your opinion. But for me, I just, it's so pointless. So I took a screenshot of my blue check mark. I'm going to remember the time fondly when I had it, but ultimately it's got to go. I'm not paying $9 a month to use Twitter. I'm just not. It's not like I've had a sh- like a shot in the arm for followers either. I've stayed relatively flat. If anything, when I got the blue check mark, I lost a couple hundred followers because people are like, you're a fucking dork for paying for this. And I, you know, I can't say I disagree. Let's get to the news. The news is brought to you by me. Better late than never. Sponsored by Bag Milk. Sponsored by Bag Milk's Thoughts. Sponsored by Bag Milk's Wallet. If you want to sponsor a segment or the podcast in general, just hit me up, bagmilk.com. Let's get to the news. Since my last episode, which would have been last Thursday, I believe, if I remember correctly, um, things have not really gone well for our beloved Edmonton Oilers. Our boys are one and two since the last episode of Better Late Than Never. Oh, no, that was when Tyler and I recapped 2022. That was last Wednesday. In the time since, the Oilers absolutely lit up the crack in 7-2. That was a lot of fun. That was one of those games where, again, They fooled me. They bamboozled me. I thought, you know what? Maybe the Oilers are going to start turning this thing around. Maybe this is the time. A big divisional win against an opponent they were tied with in the standings at that point. Maybe that was it. Very next night, they lost 2-1 to the Winnipeg Jets after getting absolutely goalied by Connor Hellebuck. Annoying because the Oilers played well enough to get at least a point out of that game, in my opinion. Didn't. Came up short. Got zero. Nothing. 2-1 loss. That sucks especially because they were the better team in that game. And had it not been for Connor Hellebuck being Connor Hellebuck, well, we probably would be having a different conversation right now. Had you won that game on Friday against the Kraken, Saturday against Winnipeg, then maybe last night's loss wouldn't have hurt so much. But it did. Last night's loss, the 5-2 loss to the Kraken, was the Oilers' fifth straight loss at Rogers Place. They are now 0-4-1 in their last five home games. And of those five games, they had a two-goal lead in three of those on three of those nights, including last night. They were up two nothing at the start of the second period. Then what happened? Five straight goals against. Boom! Blew it. Blew it. Did the same thing against the Vancouver Canucks on the twenty-third. They had a lead in that game. Blew it. They did the same thing on the fifteenth against the St. Louis Blues. They had a three-one lead in the third period. Fucking blew it. I don't know what's going on with the Oilers at Rogers Place right now, but it is a major problem that they need to sort out, and it needs to happen immediately because you cannot be a playoff contending team if you can't win at home. Bob Stoffer, I couldn't believe he said it last night during the intermission. He's like, if they keep playing like this at home, they don't deserve to make the playoffs. And I can't say I disagree. And it sucks to say that because we had such lofty expectations this year, but I'm having a hard time figuring this out. It's just one of those things where nothing about the Oilers season makes sense right now. And we're all just left holding the bag, standing here, looking at the overpriced tickets we bought and... The whole season has been a roller coaster of emotions. That's what you got in that last button. One more time. You can see the roller coaster, right? Why are you so pissy? I'm telling you why I'm pissy. 
The Oilers are in year eight of Connor McDavid, and they are still in a wild card spot. Now, they can turn around. There's plenty of time. I'm not saying there's not, but it's fucking annoying to go through the first half of the season and have this happen, no? Even if you're one of the ride-or-die Edmonton Oilers fans where you always appreciate everything that the organization does, first of all, I respect that. I just, I'm not built that way, but ultimately, this is not where any of us expect it to be. So if you're still riding, I'm riding too. Motherfucker, I was doing this during the Aikens era. I am not quitting. I'm not getting on the ba- off the bandwagon, but that doesn't mean I can't be upset about the way things are going. Like, goodness gracious. One and two since the last episode of Better Late Than Never that was recorded last Wednesday. The next three games are the New York Islanders, the Colorado Avalanche, and the Los Angeles Kings. Well, doesn't really get a whole lot easier, does it? Let's look ahead at tomorrow's game against the New York Islanders. They are 5-3-2 and two in their last 10. They're starting to turn things around. And while they are not uh, a completely unbeatable team, most of their wins, uh, 12 of their 22 wins came on home ice. The Oilers need to do better than the last time they faced the Islanders. If you remember that, the Oilers put up like 50 shots or something like that. Still lost. Still looked completely disengaged. And I think that's what bothers me the most. That's what bothers me the most, but I'll get to that in the righteous sack beating. After that, we've got the first rematch post-Western Conference Final. They got the Colorado Avalanche here, Hockey Night in Canada on Saturday. That's just a, a, that's a really tough game. And then going into next week, they've got the Los Angeles Kings on Monday. They've got the Anaheim Ducks Wednesday. They've got the San Jose Sharks Friday. And then Vegas, when we are there on the nation vacation on Saturday, we need to win these games. And they fucked it up. The first game of 2023, they absolutely duffed it. And it's frustrating, man. It's frustrating. To make matters worse, Leon Dreisaitl and Klim Kostin were in the lineup last night after, well, for Klim against Winnipeg, he went down against the boards. I thought his arm, I thought his leg was going to fall off. He looked like he was having an awful time. And I was just like, oh, no, we're all falling in love with this dude. And he goes out with injury because his leg is going to snap clean off his body. We don't need any of this. Leon Dreisaitl missed a couple of games against Seattle and Winnipeg with a core injury. He did play last night, but ultimately, it wasn't enough. The Oilers blew it. They gave up four goals in the second period, and they blew it against a team that, in my opinion, is beatable. Yes, Seattle deserves some credit for playing well and rebounding. Yes, they do. But at the end of the day, the Oilers are supposed to be a team with Stanley Cup aspirations. It doesn't matter who your opponent is. You should be lighting them up or at least making life difficult. And they just haven't. Again, we're going to get more of that in the righteous sack beating. On the brighter side, though, Evander Kane is skating with the team. He's practicing. You see him out on the ice. You've seen the videos, I'm sure. He's still listed as week to week, according to Jay Woodcroft. But I can't, I just, I can't think of a guy that we need more. We need goals from somebody other than Connor, Leon, Nuge, and Zach Hyman. He can provide that. They need some swagger. Nobody on the team has any of that right now. He can bring it. They need some physicality. Nobody on the team is bringing that outside of Clem Cost in a little bit. Vander Kane can do that. But ultimately, what is the plan here? That's what I want to know. I want to know what is the plan to get this turned around because... I don't see one. I don't see one right now. And it's endlessly frustrating that that's where we're at. So what is the plan here? From my side of the TV screen, it feels like the plan is to hope Evander Kane could come back into the lineup and change things, turn the season around, like kind of like he did last year. If that's the plan, I don't particularly like it. That's a lot of pressure on a dude who hasn't played in a while. 
That's not to say I don't believe in him. I think Evander Kane is going to be a monster addition when he returns to the lineup. Nobody's denying that. But don't they need more? Is Evander Kane going to keep pucks out of the net because the defense is an absolute tire fire? How do you look at that defensive group and the mistakes they're making right now and just go, yep, that's cool? How is Broberg Bouchard a pairing? Like, Woody, I love you, buddy. I even got a song for you. I've even got music for you. Here, let's play the Jay Woodcroft song because it's been a minute. But, man, that that is the opposite of thugging and horny. Thugging and I'm horny. I don't get it. So there's some weird decisions being made. There's just some awful hockey being played. And the Oilers are putting themselves in a real hole. They're putting themselves in a real hole. And eventually they're going to run out of time. There's a lot of time left in the season until there's not. And we're getting close to the back half of there's not. I know we're at the halfway mark. This is where the Oilers turned things on last year. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful they can do it again. I believe. I believe in a team led by Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins having the year he's got. My dude's got 19 goals already last year. He He didn't even have 19 goals last season. I believe in a team with that group, but can't have so many fucking passengers. Can't have so many passengers. So I'm hoping that is going to be the case. Uh, lastly, it was kind of, I mean, we've been talking about it for weeks at Oilers Nation. We talked about it on Oilers Nation Radio. I talked about it on here. The Heritage Classic is coming back, and it is going to be against the Calgary Flames, and it had to be that. Yeah! It had to be that way. There was no other opponent that was going to make sense for the Oilers. So to have the Calgary Flames come into town, Commonwealth Stadium, 60,000 people in that uh, in the stadium, I'm just so, so excited about it. I don't know where exactly I'll be sitting for that game, but you know I'm going to be in there. You absolutely know it. And just to wrap up the news really quickly, see, I'm off mic again. My whole studio setup is weird, and I don't even notice when I'm drifting off the microphone. Lastly, just to wrap up the news, this is from Mark Spector. Adam Larson, who was here yesterday with the Seattle Kraken, met up with old friend Oscar Clefbaum this past summer. He says Oscar Clefbaum's mental health is well, and he's wrapping his head around his life after hockey. He's doing a lot of fishing around Karlstad. He's building himself a house, probably not with his own hands, but maybe. So life is good for Oscar Clefbaum, apart from the fact that we don't have him. We lost our best defenseman just because he's got an injury that nobody seems to suffer through at this age. And I'm not saying that he's faking it or anything like that. Don't get me started there. But like, man, how much would this defensive group look differently if our left side was Darnell Nurse, Oscar Clefbaum, and Brett Kulak? Come on. Come on. So that's where we wrap up the news. The news, ah. the news, ah. am I clipping? Everything's going weird at this re this setup that I've done. I have really fucked up this studio. I really, 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 really did. But you know what? We work with it. You know what? We're going to get through it. And you know what? Next episode, I'm going back to the old layout. I could tell you that right now. Uh, but in the meantime, for our friends at Betway... I need to tell you that after missing a couple of games, after looking like my streak, my run, my free money was over. Over one and a half power play goals. The line has started to move back to even money. Yesterday, I hit it again. 
And I encourage you, if you are better, if you are 19 plus or legal age to gamble responsibly, maybe that's something to consider. Maybe tell your old pal bag milk on one of these every now and then. I'm not saying it's the juiciest odds. But what I am saying is that the success rate on this bet is going to keep putting money in your jeans. So long as the Oilers PK keeps being shithouse, it has gotten better, to be fair. And so long as the power play is rolling. So for our friends at Betway, again, my bet of the week is over one and a half power play goals. What are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your life? You're listening to Better Late Than Never, the only podcast where Ryan Nugent Hopkins comes to find out how handsome he is. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. For the folks at Trilogy Oil Field Rentals, it is time for the righteous sack beating. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. What annoys me this week, and it's hard to even describe how to fix it because I don't know that you can, or maybe you can, and I hope you can, is how the Oilers are looking so laissez-faire right now. I just, I see a team that's not playing with all the urgency that you would think they should when things aren't going that well. It's like they're waiting for good things to happen. And the fact that they're giving me 2018 vibes is a real problem. There's just, there's no urgency in the Oilers game right now. Their attention to detail has been poor. Their defensive coverage has been abysmal, and I don't see anybody giving two thunderous fucks about it. Now, why that's extra annoying is because on Friday in Seattle, I saw a team that was fired up and ready to play. Dylan Holloway got in his first NHL scrap. You love to see the kid defend himself. Kaleem Kostin was fighting two guys at the end of the game. He didn't get a fighting major for it, but he did get a double minor. The guys were salty. The boys were fired up. The boys were playing like they actually gave a damn, and then all of a sudden, that went away. 
It went away last night. Nobody was touching anybody. There was flybys. And it seemed like once the 2 nothing goal went in from Connor McDavid, an absolute beauty, I must say. McDavid, on a different world right now, he's gone to God mode, and it's absolutely incredible to watch. But at the end of the day, they looked like that goal was a finish line. For the rest of the game, the Kraken basically took over, or at least the rest of that second period. They got outshot 11-4 to in the second period last night after leading the game 2-0 after about 23 minutes, or roughly, give or take a couple seconds. How does that happen? How does a team look so good to start and completely shit on themselves just because it looks like they're in good shape and ready to win? Where's the killer instinct? Where is the anger? Where is the foot on the throat where you're going to step on your opponent's neck and choke him out till he dies, metaphorically speaking? Where is that? For a team that's on the outside looking in or currently tied for the second wildcard spot in the Western Conference, like that is nowhere you want to be. We are 39 games into this season and the Oilers have 42 points. The Seattle Kraken, they didn't exist two years ago, has two points up on us with three games at hand. Where is the urgency? Where is the give-a-shit meter that tells me that you don't just think this is going to be easy sledding, easy coasting through the rest of the season? Because at 4-4-2 in their last 10 games, the Edmonton Oilers aren't showing for it. So what is my trilogy? Rentals, righteous sack beating of the week. A team that I love, that I care about, that we all do. That's why you're listening to this. Playing like they don't give a fuck. And I know they do. I know that bothers those guys to lose, but where's that on the ice? Where's the anger? Do I have to lock all of you in a cage and poke you with sticks before the game while I'm legitimately blaring Norwegian death metal in your ears? Is that what's going to liven you up so that you're ready to go? You're ready to go to war when you hit the ice? I don't know. I'll do it. I volunteer as tribute. Do we need a sacrifice? I'll hire an intern. We'll figure it out. I'll need an alibi at some point, but I'll hire an intern. We'll get this done. We'll figure it out. But for the Edmonton Oilers to look like, at least on the ice, that they're that they just they're not engaged. There's no scraps after the whistle. There's no scrums. There's no physicality. There's nothing that tells me that they're there to win. And that hurts. And that sucks. And it's annoying. And it's frustrating because we're in year eight of Connor McDavid's career. And this is what we're talking about. Where's the give a shit meter? Because right now, I just don't see it. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Of course, Trilogy Oilfield Rentals are an established provider of oilfield rental tools with full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. They also provide seasonal and project-specific stations in Fort St. John, Fort McMurray, Lac La Biche, and others as customers require. Check them out at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals or TrilogyRentals.ca. Guest Righteous Sack beating coming in from my boy Ben, but first you got to get the intro. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Okay, my Righteous Sack beating is all those idiots, (laughs) Flames fans idiots, Hmm. that think, oh, the only reason you won is because Doof bailed you out, blah, 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 after... Last night's game, like, oh, yeah, we got an old sure. voicemail here. Stu bailed us out, but you need a good goalie to win cups. Look at the Tampa Bay Lightning; they probably have one of the best 
if not the best goalie in the league. So, yeah, that's my thoughts. But, yeah, I don't know. Hope you're doing well, Bagnock. See ya. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Thank you to Ben for the guest righteous act meeting. Of course, you can submit your own, something that's annoying you right now. Just hit me up in the voicemail. Tag it as an RSB, and I will play it in the appropriate spot. Of course, Ben talking about the 2-1 win that the Oilers got over the Flams on the 27th of December. Stuart Skinner was excellent in that game. Arguably stole one, but sometimes that happens. We got goalie by Connor Hellebuck the other day, a handful of days ago. Sometimes it's nice to be on the receiving end of the bun. It doesn't happen often enough, I'll tell you that much, but goodness gracious, would I love to see it. In the words of the Pet Shop Boys, I've got the brains. You have the looks. Listen to Better Late Than Never. The voicemail. I'm looking at my board. I'm guessing a lot of these are old. We didn't do any voicemails last week. I was going to do a voicemail only episode of Better Late Than Never, but it just didn't come together. Again. Times a flat circle sometimes during the holiday season. Your boy's probably drinking red wine. That's what I was doing. So I'm going to get through these messages that I'm guessing a handful of these are pretty old. So we'll just kind of have some fun with it. Look back with a little hindsight, maybe. Or if you're boring, I'll just skip it. Fair? Fair. First episode or first message coming at you. Bag milk. I just heard the most intelligent thing I think I've ever heard Mark Spector say ever. Go ahead. And that was when he was talking to Brendan Escott on this, how do you say, the 12-6? This voicemail came in, it looks like it came in on the 23rd, by the way, so we are way old here. I don't know, I listen to the podcast version. Whatever their radio show is, uh, they uploaded it to Spotify afterwards, and I listened to that. Um, okay, I was listening on. to him, and he said, well, Oilers fans need to ease up on Darnell a little bit because people need to realize the more time that you have on the ice, the more time you have to fuck shit up. Yep, that's true. this goes back to what you were saying last week, that we need to get him some help so he doesn't spend as much time on ice. And I I still feel that way. Um, 100%. So that voicemail is a little bit old, but I still feel that way now. Darnell Nurse needs some help on the left side. It'll get his minutes down. Last night, he played just under 25 minutes against the Kraken, which isn't unheard of for him. But again, you've got a third pairing. I don't trust as far as I could throw either of those dudes. Philip Broberg and Evan Bouchard, both young guys, both valuable prospects in this organization, both expected to be contributors probably too soon. Remember, Evan Bouchard, just because he's 45 years old or looks 45 years old, he's still only in his second full NHL season. He's going to fuck up. Last night he did. He had a blown clearing attempt. It was on a stick. Couldn't get it done. Ended up in the back of the net. That's going to happen. I don't understand why Dave Manson or Jay Woodcroft or whoever puts these pairings together is putting him and Broberg together. Last year, his D partner was a future Hall of Famer. Last year, Bouchard's D partner was Duncan Keith, who has won literally everything you can win in the sport of hockey. And now you get Philip Broberg with under 30 games of NHL experience. It doesn't make any sense to me. Next voicemail. Say, if Nuge doesn't make the All-Star game, I'm going to riot. I'm going to fucking riot. Mm. 
And fuck Tyler. That guy's a little bitch. <laughs> Tyler taking some shrapnel. I agree about nudes, though. I don't agree about Tyler. Hey, Milk, what is going on? What's First up? Ball, man. Merry Christmas. Back at you. Happy holidays. Hope mm-hmm. you're having a great little break because you deserve it. Thank you. You're my second favorite Oilers Nation person. Oh. <laughs> you deserve it. Wait a minute. <laughs> you're my second favorite. Wow, I'll take it. Very crazy. Anyways. Um, Wait a minute. Who is your favorite? If I'm the second favorite, who's who's number one? Is it Tyler? Gregor? Brownlee? Liam? Zach? Cam? I can go to sleep over this. I think last week's question of the week was something like, what is your favorite Christmas present you ever got? And if not, I'm just going to fucking say it anyway. I'm going to give an honorable man. Is it Kylie, Nick? Is Kylie your favorite Oilers Nation person? She's great. She makes great social content. She throws you under the bus, though. I'm just saying. And rightfully so. After you revealed that you fry onions and eat them like that, like a, some kind of psychopath, you should be thrown under the bus. I mean, I love you. Please keep leaving voicemails. Please keep checking in with us. But, uh, you know, I'm worried about your mouth feelings. Mention this year, I got one of those fat tire bikes. Um, I have a long commute to university. It's like 5K. And I've been riding my bike pretty well every day in the snow and all that. Bicycle! Bicycle! So, my whole family pitched in and bought me one of those fat tire bikes that you Sick. can ride in the snow. And I love it. Yeah. But I'm going to have to give my favorite present all time to when me and my sister were younger and my parents got us a trampoline. Trampolines are cool. So much fucking use. That trampoline investment was paid tenfold. Hmm. I loved that thing so much. It was worn down by the time we got rid of it, which is a good sign because it was a great present. Everyone wanted to use it, and yeah. it was the best thing ever. Do kids get trampolines now? I feel like if they do, they have to have those nets around them, you know, so you don't fly off, break your head. When I was a kid, now we're talking about the early 90s now, and one of my friends had a trampoline, Fucker, we were on there, no problem, no helmet, no supervision. Twelve of us on the trampoline playing crack the egg, launching a guy 58 feet in the air. (laughs) I remember one time there was this dude, and he was trying to do a front flip. And he did a front flip successfully, but what he didn't get right was his placement on said front flip. He nutted himself so bad because he had one leg slip through the, the, the canvas or whatever that's called. One leg over the bar, through... Right on the pills. I'll never forget it. That's the kind of thing that'll jar you as a 9, 10, 11-year-old young man. You know? Shout out to kids that still get trampolines. And shout out to the parents that don't put those nets around them because either A, you hate your kids, or B, you want to teach them a lesson. <laughs> Anyways, thanks, Big Milk. Merry Christmas. The Oilers just walloped the... Fl- no, the Oilers just stole a game from the flames. So you love to fucking see that. You love to see it. Again, another voicemail that's a little bit older from last week when we were just... You know, we were off. Life is a weird time. Nick, I imagine you had a, also had a great time against Seattle on that Friday. Not so much against Seattle last night or Winnipeg on Saturday. This one comes in from... December 30th, so we still haven't made it to New Year's yet. I also know I haven't put out a call for any voicemails because I didn't know what I was going to get or when I was going to get back to my regularly scheduled 
Oh, man. Regularly scheduled program. Next up, let's go. Hey, mate. Um, how are you? Doing all right. That's good. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to just jump in and say, you know, a little... There's a fly on me. Fuck off. Fuck off. If you've never been to Australia before, and I encourage you to go because it's awesome, but the flies in that country are outrageous. What is it, Sam? Like it's called the Aussie salute or something like that. And basically you're just waving flies out from under your, from, from your face. I lived in a place in Melbourne called St. Kilda and there was a shitty beach in St. Kilda that I used to go to all the time just cause it was nice to check out the water. You just chill, maybe have a beer on the beach, that kind of thing. It was nice. It was nice, especially for a kid from Edmonton. Like I don't, we don't have a beach around here. Like there's accidental beach. You go to Alberta beach. My sister's got a cabin up there. Like that's okay. But you know, it's a little bit different when you can just pop down from your apartment that I had that was surrounded by hookers, by the way. And I would go down to the beach and I would just have a beer. My point here is that the flies were outrageous. I doubt that has anything to do with the rest of this voicemail. Um, just want to jump in and say a late Merry Christmas and depending on when you're releasing this, uh, early to medium to late Happy New Year as well. Yeah, that works. Uh, if it is late, I guess that's fine because you know what we say on this podcast. It's mm-hmm. it's better late than not at all. That um, is true. That is true. Yeah, no, I just, I don't know. It's a good time of year. Just wanted to say hi and say, you know, hope everyone's doing well. And I guess uh, if you're not doing well, yeah, that sucks, but it's okay too. Obviously, um, the holiday period's not always fun for everyone. I know that um, my whole shtick is just being a drunk fuckwit, yeah, hitting the piss all the time, but, you know, life's hard for some people. Um, it is. You know what? And if you had a bad holiday, I hope this podcast makes you a little, a little happier. You can know that I'm struggling after thinking that, hey, I'm going to redo my studio. I'm going to make it look so much better for myself. But really what ended up happening is it's completely impractical now. Laugh at my expense. Please do. Uh, life's hard for everyone from time to time. And, you know, if, you, if, if you're one of those people and the holidays aren't great for you, just, just fucking hang in there, eh? You know, just you know, have some friends, have to, to find what it is that can help you even a little bit, and fucking go for it, eh? I'm running out of time, so play La Bamba. Bitch. That's a good message from Sam. I like that one. Do what makes you happy. What brings you joy? Now that we're through to 2023, I know I shit on New Year's resolutions for the first 10 minutes of this podcast, but if that's your thing, set one up. Get after it. Get on up. Sup, Ben Milk. What's up, Ben? So, this is uh, Ben. I'm back. What up? Didn't leave a voicemail last week because I was too lazy, frankly. Well, so was uh, I. I had a pretty good pr- Christmas. Hope you did too. What'd you get? Um, so like, Oilers hmm. beat the Flames. Yep, that was great. And I just have one word for that. Stoop. Love that. Ben gets it. So yeah. Anyway, see a bag milk. I thought he was going to carry it through right to the end of the voicemail. I was looking at the countdown clock. I'm like, is he going to hold this for 10 seconds? I respect it. Merry Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, Ben. Bag milk, I figured it out. I figured out Clem Costin's nickname, Milk. Yeah. I'm a genius. 
Because Kalim spelled backwards is milk. It is. It is. You know what I think is interesting, Ben? You're naming him milk. I appreciate that. I named him on the day he was traded for Clem Shady. You can see the tweets. I've got the receipts. And yesterday, I think it was yesterday, maybe the day before, the Oilers started using Clem Shady on their official Twitter account. Now, I'm not saying that my nickname that I gave him is all that clever. I was a huge Eminem fan growing up. Slim Shady, you get it. Clem Shady, it's just, it's an easy, easy connecting the dots. But to have the Oilers do it again, (laughs) what do you guys come up with on your own? I would love to know. Because there's got to be somebody in the social media department like, wow, those guys at Oilers Nation, they named him Clem Shady. People seem to like it. Let's take it. (laughs) You know, yeah, you glorious Edmonton Oilers twonks from all around the globe. Let's hope this is the year. I love you. I love you, Donkey Volley. Happy New Year, pal. Happy New Year. I'm looking forward to getting back into a rhythm on this podcast where it's just next week I'm expecting more of a thing where I put out a weekly question and we get back into it and I'm going to start to get some guests. I'm putting together a calendar actually to take you behind the scenes on this a little bit because I promised you more guests. Last week I had Tyler. This week I'm just doing a solo one. I promised you I'm going to have more guests in 2023. So I'm working on that and it's going to be fun. So I'm looking forward to hearing from everybody. Donkey Volley, thank you for all the contributions in year one of this podcast. We're coming up on a year now that I've been doing this. And the podcast, as I mentioned, is not going to be anywhere near where it is without all of you chiming in, listening, supporting it. But please tell a friend, would you? I'd like to see it double by the end of the year. That's what my hope is. I've got a lofty goal. I've got big dreams, people. Big, big dreams. Last voicemail of the week. Isn't he a bag dilf, if that is your real name? I don't have any kids. Um, One sip might be a moment. Mm-hmm. There he goes. A little hydration. Nobody needs kidney no, stones. Just wanted to. Um, I know some other dumb dickhead Australian drunk posted a voicemail, you know, moments ago in the voicemails. It was a dick. <laughs> um, I just want to say that this program's excellent. Thank you. Thank you for being Keep a part it of up. it. Donkey Valley. One day I promise to fight you in real life. Ooh, that'd be fun. Uh, so now, it's not out of spite, it's out of respect. Yeah. Um, I really don't want this one to go very long, that's what she said. Mm-hmm. So all I'm going to say is, Happy New Year, let's fucking go Oilers, and play La Bamba. Play La Bamba, baby. I would love to see a drunk Australian, that's Sam, of course, going up against Donkey Volley, who is in England, Northern England, if I remember correctly. I just, I love the idea of it. But like Sam says, it's not out of hatred or anger. It's out of respect. It's like when a bear comes into another bear's territory, he's like, motherfucker, it's on. Or what happens is they unite forces and they take over this podcast. And all of a sudden, Better Late Than Never is hosted by Sam and Donkey Volley. Come on. The voicemail is brought to you by my wallet and my time. <laughs> if you want to jump in on the voicemail as a sponsor, I recommend that you do. Hit me up, bagmail.com, or hit up Jared, sales guy Jared. He will walk you through the process. He will get it done. 
But in the meantime, thank you to everybody that left voicemails over the last year. I just, I wish I knew how many, but I cleared out my voicemail thing on a weekly basis because that's what I do. Otherwise, I can't stay organized. Maybe I'll set a New Year's resolution of how I can get better organized. Um... I just want to say thanks again. We're starting a new year coming up on an anniversary for this podcast. It's five times bigger than I expected it to be at this stage. I just, I'm so excited about it. I'm so grateful for the feedback and I'm grateful for a new year together. I almost bought a mixer this past week. That was way too much money. I really did. I almost bought it. I was like, holy fuck, look at that thing. I almost bought, so we've got the Roadcaster. You probably heard us talk about it at Nation HQ. I was going to buy the next version of that because my buttons here, I'm having a hard time sorting them properly. I'm getting to know the roadcaster quite well at the office because I'm producing real life and I'm producing uh, Oilers Nation Radio. I'm the guy on the buttons. Take that, Tyler. But I think it might be an upgrade. I think it might be our avenue to take phone calls as well. So I'm looking into that. I think I might have some more equipment upgrades coming for Better Late Than Never in the coming weeks and or months, and I'm super excited about it. Again, I've got my Frank Mike on the ground. He just straight up left the room. He left the room. He's over it too, and uh, I don't blame him. So I want to say thank you to all of you for listening. I want to say thank you for sticking with me. I want to say thank you for being here, and most importantly, I will talk to you next week. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market